Hello, everyone. Uh, my story tonight is about how I came to meet and then develop a huge, though totally platonic, crush on Kenneth Starr. Uh, uh, from your laughter, I can tell that you know who Kenneth Starr is. Uh, Kenneth Starr is the attorney that was put in charge of investigating the Bill Clinton-Monica Lewinsky affair. Uh, Kenneth Starr authored a document that became known as the Starr Report. Uh, the Starr Report included excruciating details about Bill Clinton's dalliance with Ms. Lewinsky. Um, details such as the blue dress, right? Monica Lewinsky's blue dress that was forever stained with President Clinton's DNA. Um, so how did, how did I come to meet Kenneth Starr? How did, little old me, how did our paths cross? Kenneth Starr is this um, hero to conservative causes and this lawyer who represented the United States in front of the Supreme Court many, many times. How did my path and his cross? Um, well, I, I'm a lawyer, like a few other people up on stage tonight, and several years ago I had the really amazing experience of having one of my cases go all the way to the United States Supreme Court. Uh, that case is known as the Bong Hits for Jesus case. Uh, <laughs> um, it involved the free speech rights of a high school student in, in Juneau, Alaska, and like most cases that make it to the Supreme Court, it got a lot of media attention. Uh, but, but this case got even more attention than most Supreme Court cases because it includes the ridiculous phrase, bong hits for Jesus. <laughs> And uh, the media talking heads love, it made good copy to talk about bong hits for Jesus. Um, so the story got a lot of attention, especially up here in Alaska where everything is news. And when, <laughs> when it was announced that Kenneth Starr would be representing the Juno school board in the case, that was a news story in and of itself. And my office received a number of calls from reporters who wanted to talk about Kenneth Starr and about whether it was intimidating that Kenneth Starr would be on the other side of this case and whether that changed things and how that would affect the Supreme Court and their opinion. Um, so I agreed to do an interview with someone from the Channel 11 News, and I, I put on a shirt and a tie and pants, and I, <laughs> and I, I I'm just kidding, I always wore pants. Uh, <laughs> but they came to the office, and I had my talking points ready. I knew exactly what I wanted to say. I was going to talk about how it doesn't matter who the attorneys are in the case. Um, it doesn't matter what the, you know, the, the credentials of the attorneys or the star power. <laughs> Sorry, no, no pun intended there. It doesn't matter who the attorneys are. It's about the law. It's about the Supreme Court's going to look at the law. This is about the First Amendment. So the reporter asks me the question. They asked me the question I was anticipating. They said, is it intimidating having Kenneth Starr on the other side of this case? And does it change things? Will the Supreme Court rule differently? Um, and I looked the reporter straight in the face, and I gave the exact opposite answer that I wanted to give. Um, well, I mean, I eventually said what I intended to say, but first I blurted out, no. Not to sound pompous or arrogant, but it's not intimidating at all. <laughs> and, and then I launched into my correct talking points. And of course, what showed up on the news later that night was just the first part of the answer. There's me saying, I'm not intimidated at all by Kenneth Starr. Not to sound pompous or arrogant about it, but blah, 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 blah. Um, that, you know, so much to my chagrin, but to the delight of my coworkers, that's what existed on the news. And I say to the delight of my coworkers because they really um, ribbed, chided, and jostled me about it for the next few months. Um, I really couldn't do anything at work without having to utter the phrase. Um, so, for example, if, if there was a problem with the copy machine and I popped my head into someone's office and um, wanted to ask how to fix it, they'd, they'd stop me and say, look at me and say, say it. And I would have to say, not to sound pompous or arrogant, but where do we keep the toner? Right? 
So things like that went on for a while, and eventually I found out that I was going to get to go to the Supreme Court to the argument. Um, I wasn't actually arguing the case. A very fine attorney from Juneau named Douglas Mertz handled the argument. But I was going to get to go and sit next to Doug and be there to help him during the argument if, if he needed any help and to have all the papers and documents ready and, and, and to assist. And it was, really, it, was, it was an honor and a thrill and really something that most attorneys don't get to do. So it was incredibly exciting. Um, but I also was a little scared because I realized this meant I was going to come face to face with Kenneth Starr. And I was worried, what if he has seen the Channel 11 news in Anchorage? <laughs> so I get to the court, and I make it through security, and I'm in the secret room on the third floor of the court where all the lawyers meet before the arguments, and I meet Kenneth Starr, and he just says hello, and he's very polite and pleasant, and he's glad-handing everyone in the room. There's no incident. Everything's fine. We get through the argument, it goes really well, and after the court hears the arguments, everyone goes their separate ways. I was staying in Washington, D.C. that night, and um, I was scheduled to do the, the last interview of the day, the last press meeting of the day for the case, and I was going to Court TV, to go to the Court TV studios to do a cable news interview for their show. And on the way there, my phone rings, and I see that it's the producer from Court TV. My first thought is, oh, great, I'm getting bumped. And I, I pick up, answer the phone, and he says, Hi, Jason, you know, um, I just wanted to let you know that it uh, turns out that Kenneth Starr is available for the interview tonight. And I said, Well, now I'm definitely getting bumped, and man, my mom is going to be so disappointed. Um, she really wanted to watch me on TV. But he says, instead, he says, um, Actually, Kenneth Starr um, is available. Would you mind if he joins you during the interview? And we'll have the two of you on together. And I think, yeah, of course, that's, that's fantastic. Um, in retrospect, I guess the proper course of action would have been to contact the media people for the ACLU, which is the organization I worked for at the time, and check with them to see if that would be okay. But instead, I said, sure, yeah, no problem. I know what I'm doing. That's, that's great. Um, and as I'm walking to the studios, I start to realize that, wait a minute, I'm going to have FaceTime with Kenneth Starr. This is my chance, right? This is my chance to rip into him and be like, why were you such a jerk to Bill Clinton? And what's wrong with you? And to really just, you know, to find out what actually happened. Like, what's Linda Tripp like in real life? All these, these burning questions that were going on in my mind. But really, I really wanted to, like, I mean, I didn't like this guy, right? And, you know, I kind of wanted to, mm. So... Um, I get to the studios, and I'm all fired up, and I'm ready to, to lay into Kenneth Starr, and they, I, I go through security, and I get to the green room, and there's Kenneth Starr watching Outrageous Courtroom Moments, which is, um, which is a, a, a television show that, that was what's on court TV at the time. They play it in the green room, and uh, it's basically like a, a, a courtroom version of Jerry Springer, right? It's just clips of people jumping over the tables and attacking their lawyers and judges, and Kenneth Starr is just watching it and chuckling and giggling, and he sees me, and he comes over to me, and he just sweeps me off my feet. Um, he's, he's so just affable and charming and he's asking you know he's like hi Jason how are you I thought things went really well today and he's asking me questions about my background and where I'm from and how long I've been in Alaska and what do I want to do with my career and I, I'm just stunned at how nice and pleasant he is he's, he's sweet and he's adorable I just wanted to like squeeze him and stick him in my pocket and take him home with me and um, I wanted to ask him if he would be my grandfather he just was this wonderful wonderful man um, Shortly after we have our first meeting, we're in, we, we, we chat for a while, and then we're ushered into the room to have our makeup put on. And we're sitting in chairs, and me and Kenneth Starr are sitting next to each other in chairs with little paper napkins around our necks while they put our makeup on. And Cindy, the lovely uh, beauty technician, um, comes over, and she's doing something to me, and I make a joke, and I said, Cindy, like, do you have anything that can make me look like I have more hair? Um, and Kenneth Starr, Kenneth Starr liked my joke. He said, actually, Cindy, I could use some of that too, because um, Kenneth Starr is also kind of bald. Um, 
we, 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 do the, we do our interview and it goes really well. Kenneth Starr is just, he's just polite and he complimented me and I really just, you know, I, I was just amazed at this transformation, how much I liked this man now. Well, after the interview is over, we're, we're chatting and we're saying our goodbyes. Um, and I said, Ken, I called him Ken at that point. I said, <laughs> I said Ken, um, can I share an anecdote with you? And I, and I told him, I told him the pompous the pompous and arrogant story. And I said, you know, I didn't expect you to have seen the, the Channel 11 News in Anchorage, but I was a little worried that maybe you had. And he said, well, Jason, I hadn't, I hadn't seen the Channel 11 News in Anchorage, but even if I had seen it, I could never be mad at you. Oh. Right? Right? So I learned, I learned a valuable lesson from all of this. And that lesson, that lesson, not to sound pompous or arrogant, but that lesson... <laughs> That lesson is that Kenneth Starr totally digs me. (laughs) Thanks.